I want to let you guys know that I'm not here for your entertainment this afternoon. We're here to spread the gospel. Kanye said this quote, I've spread a lot of things. There was a time I was letting you know what fashion had done for me. I was letting you know what Hennessy had done for me. But now I'm letting you know what Jesus Christ has done for me. I'm no longer a slave to the music industry. I'm a son now, a son of God. I'm free. Whoa. How many things in your life where it's like this isn't in service for God, but it seems like you're going to get more out of it. This is where you're going to get the better job, better cars, all this. But we're in complete service to God. I, I want to say I yeah. love the fact that my daughter wants to go to church. She has such a positive thought association to going to church because it's outside of the traditional four walls and outside of the pews. And now that God has called me and I've, I now have given my life to Jesus Christ, God is using me and using the choir and using my family to show off. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, for it is by God's grace that you have been saved through faith. It is not the result of your own efforts, but God's gift. Chronicles 16, 25. The Lord is great and deserves our greatest praise. He is the only God worthy of our worship. He deserves the greatest praise. I, I talk to Christians, they'll be like, well, I'll le at least I did, at least I did this. And he did the most. Imagine someone sending their only son, they ain't had 10 sons, their only son to die for you. One of my favorites, if not my favorite verse, Mark 1, 15, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. The first thing Jesus said, repent. You know what we're about to do? We're about to get real. We're about to have conversations that Christians have behind closed doors, the scary ones, the ones that make you feel uncomfortable. That's where we're going. Why? Because we're family. Ustedes son mi familia. So this is the Brian and Janelle podcast. She's Janelle and I'm Brian. If you don't want to miss anything, all you have to do is hit the subscribe button to get a notification whenever we drop a new episode. This is the Brian and Janelle podcast. Kanye West's new album, Jesus is King, came out. As I was looking this up just this morning, Billboard is still projecting yet just a few hours ago that his album, will his album Jesus is King, will debut at number one on the Billboard 200 charts, mm -hmm. which is a big deal. This is not like the very specialized category that a lot of people, oh, the, the number one album in uh, female singers and Christian music. No, this is of, <laughs> of all music in the entire United States of America. And the projections will be somewhere around 230,000 to 260,000 equivalent album units sold uh, just in a week. So there's 
You know, yeah, which I believe I'd have to look that I think Kanye holds the record for the most albums does. in a row debuting at number one. Well, he says if this article from uh, Billboard says if Jesus is King takes the number one spot, it will grant West his ninth number one album and it would uh, it would give him a pair of record tying feats. He would match Eminem for <laughs> listen to us on Moody Radio for uh, mm-hmm. both the most consecutive number one albums, which it would be nine. And the most debuts at number one in a row, which would be nine. Yeah, that's wow. That's I amazing. love M and M's. <laughs> Me too. I like peanut butter ones the best, actually. Oh yeah. wait, Marshall Mathers, that guy. Okay. Oh. So we need your help because Ron's not a Kanye West aficionado. I'm not. Many of our listening family are not. Some people are. And mm-hmm. what we've seen of Kanye, not impressed. In fact, many people would say offended. Mm-hmm. He was calling himself Jesus a few years ago. So can you talk to us about? Old Kanye. Help us understand him. Yeah. It's actually kind of interesting, Brian, because Kanye's first album came out in 2004. I was in high school at that time. I bought the CD, and it was probably the only thing I ever lied to my parents about. (laughs) (laughs) Because I would listen to it every day back and forth to school as I was driving my my little brother. (laughs) (laughs) And I just... uh, I couldn't get enough. I mean, I was just so blown away musically. And when that album came out, his first album, I think it debuted in the top 10 as a brand new artist. I mean, he's just been, from the time he started, someone who everyone was immediately attracted to what he was doing in music. However, there was definitely different times that I was listening to his music that I had some conflicting feelings about it because he, in rap, I has just, I mean, there are some... Horrible lyrics, truly. I mean, not he, just in what the words are, but what he's talking about. Yes, I mean, just everything you would imagine in music, in different secular music, that it's not just like, oh, this is just secular music, but this is this is dirty music, right? Like he's mm-hmm. talking so much about money, about drugs, about alcohol, about sex, about women. But this is just, I think, for a lot of people, just a part of what secular rap has been. You know, so it's like, oh, yeah, this is just what he is. However, I mean, he has kind of gone through these different times where his name is Kanye. So the Y-E is at the end, Kanye. He just goes by Ye sometimes. And then he started calling himself Yeezus um, because he said he is as close to God as you can be. Not like in a relationship, but like you should pretty much call me Jesus. As an idolatry kind of. Yes, yes. I am a God, small G. I am Yeezus. What's with the ye? Oh, I get it. Why Kanye, ye? yes. I never knew why he did that. Yeah. Okay, I get it now. And he just, I mean, if you Google even things of like Kanye West, I don't even know what the word would be, mishaps or mistakes or whatever. I mean, he has the one of the iconic moments of pop history is when he stormed on stage when someone won an award Taylor that he Swift. didn't think, yeah, deserved it. Yeah. He steals the mic and is yelling I mean, he has interviews. He did one probably two years ago where he said slavery was a choice. Like people, you know, black people who are complaining about this, like they need to get it together. I mean, he just, he's been controversial, but uh, more than that, I mean, he's been sacrilegious. He sings songs talking about himself being God. He sings songs about just really degrading things towards women But at the same time, in the secular culture, he has been viewed as one of the top 100 influential people of all time. 
He has 21 Grammys, which is one of, I think he's in the top 10 winners of Grammys of all times. I mean, like you said, the most albums to debut at number one, he's a producer. So he's worked with some of the greatest musicians making albums with them. I mean, his influence and power has seen no end. Which is why I think it's important we need to talk about this. Yeah. Because whether people like it or not, their sweet Christian daughter is listening to it on the drive to I was school. On my, <laughs> I was on my way to CBCA listening to Kanye West. Yeah, he, he is yeah. such a, a pop culture phenomena that I think Truly. We, we can't possibly, yeah. especially when his album is called Jesus is King and it's debuting at number one. I think we had to talk about this to some extent. I have to tell you from my non-hip-hop, <laughs> hip-hop perspective, <laughs> I, I have only a few pieces of knowledge about him. And right. all of them, with every measure of sensitivity, I want to say this, they have to do with him being, in my mind, the picture of a person who really needs mental health care. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been um, pretty open over the years. He had an album called Ye, called Ye, Kanye, and it was his last album, actually. It came out last year, and on the front cover, it said, I hate being bipolar. It's awesome. That was the cover art. And he, <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. Yeah, right. he <laughs> has been very open about his mental health struggles. He doesn't believe in taking medicine because it stifles his creativity. A lot and of people just, avoid it because of that, actually. They're, they're fearful yeah, of Yeah, but it's brought out some pretty unhealthy behaviors that have been done in public. You know, things that... If you or I did, Brian, no one would, you know, toot a horn at. But Kanye being one of the most influential people in pop culture, you can essentially see online pretty much all the mistakes he's made over the, his life. And there have been a plenty. Well, and there was one even, I recall, where he was in this public forum. I don't want to get too specific to just distract people. But the, the storyline afterwards in the media was, we've just watched someone have a complete mental breakdown Yeah, in front of the entire world. And so he actually ended up, as part of the story we're telling, he actually had an encounter with Jesus when he was getting mental health treatment. Yeah, and he essentially in this mental health institution said that it was the most time he's ever had alone to think and that in the room was a Bible. And he spent most of his stay there reading through the Bible and then writing out Bible verses that he was reading, like writing them out and actually starting to like, read through it, understand it, and it sounds like kind of journal. You know what I mean? Like write the verse and be reflective on it. And when he then came out, really started talking to a pastor that he had in his life and kind of talk about this time and not a ton of details have come out on that personal conversation, obviously. And maybe it shouldn't yet. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, in interviews leading up to the release of this album and then in the release of this album— Kanye said this quote, I've spread a lot of things. There was a time I was letting you know what fashion had done for me. I was letting you know what Hennessy had done for me. But now I'm letting you know what Jesus Christ has done for me. I'm no longer a slave to the music industry. I'm a son now, a son of God. I'm free. Whoa. That was just in the past few months as he's been working on this album. So help us understand who he's been since that, what appears to be a conversion experience. And leading up to this album. You know, it's pretty neat. If you go on Billboard's website, if you go on Apple Music, any completely secular source who really their whole passion and vision is music. If you're on any website or publication around music, they are talking about Kanye West. 
not because of anything to do with Jesus, but just because of who Kanye West is. Like, this is a person that when music comes out, the world stops. Like, countdowns are on. Friday at noon, the whole internet exploded when his album came out because everyone stops when Kanye West brings out music. And in every interview, any press he's doing, anything that's going around, it is only about the gospel. Like, he literally is talking about Jesus Christ saving him everywhere. It is the wildest thing. I've seen him work miracles in my life. Work miracles in our life. You know, the devil presents so many flashy, shiny objects. I have seen everything that the devil could have showed you via TV, videos, car dealerships, jewelry, houses. And I tell you, Nothing beats God. Nothing, nothing, and of sound mind. Nothing beats God. Nothing, nothing. Kanye West has been known as the most arrogant music creator that's ever existed. He's amazing, and he thinks he is even more amazing than he is, and he'll talk to anyone about himself all the time. Well, I mean, he was calling himself Jesus like a year ago. So the fact that now when he's actually doing these new concerts, he's not even front and center on the stage. He has hundreds of people up on stage with him, and he doesn't even have the spotlight on him. When he's in these interviews, he's talking about the power of the gospel. And when you listen, if you listen to his album, Jesus is King, or look up any of the lyrics— um, I just thought I would read because you've listened to it. Yes, I've listened to it frontwards and backwards, and these songs are just an incredible picture of someone being saved by the gospel. It's pretty it bold blows statement. me away. So yeah, I mean, the, the, here's some of his lyrics. He said, "Every time I look up, I see God's faithfulness. It shows how He is miraculous. I can't keep it to myself. I can't sit here and be still. I want to tell the whole world till it's healed." King of kings, Lord of lords, all things he has in store. From the rich and the poor, you're welcome through the door. You won't ever be the same if you call on Jesus' name. Listen to the words I'm saying. Jesus saved me, now I'm sane. And I know, I know God is the force that picked me up. Christ is the fountain that filled my cup. It makes me emotional. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know God is alive. He opened up my vision. It's not about a religion. Jesus brought revolution. All captives are forgiven. Time to break down the prisons, every man, every woman. There's freedom from addiction. Jesus, you have my soul. All my idols, let them go. This is a mission, not a show. And that's like lyrics from the new album. That's literally every song on the new album is that deep and gospel-centered. Because you know what's interesting is oftentimes when you hear about conversions, you hear kind of nebulous language. I even was disappointed once, and God bless him, I love him. Kirk Franklin went up to receive a Grammy once. And he didn't even say the name Jesus, he said God a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, I love the name of God. I'm just saying, like, with specificity, we're Christians because of Jesus. And But Kanye is not even kind of saying, yeah, I like Jesus. He's saying, he saved me. Man, yeah, there's one song. I have, I have his whole album printed out here because I literally read every word on this song. I mean, he has a whole song called Jesus is Lord, and all it says is, 
Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess, Jesus is Lord. Those are the only lyrics in the whole song. Just repeat it over wait, and wait, over. Wait, what? That's the whole song. It's just called Jesus is Lord. And it says what? Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess, Jesus is Lord. His other song called Selah, it says the week start it says the week starts on Monday, but the strong start on Sunday. We won't be in bondage to any man. John 8, 3, 3. We're the descendants of Abraham. We are made free. John 8, 36. To whom the son is set free is free indeed. He saved a wrench like me. If you're woke, then wake up. I mean, it just, the beauty of understanding and seeing someone be transformed by the power of the gospel, someone who is one of the most powerful and influential men, in pop culture right now is standing up top on the stage saying that Jesus has saved his life. And it blows me away because I get online and I see these friends who I can't get to step into a church if my life depended on it. They shut me down when I talk about Jesus Mm -hmm. and they are buying tickets to any event that Kanye is at. They are streaming these songs. They are listening to his music. That is just scripture, just about the gospel. He and, asks for prayer in one of them, doesn't he? Oh, it just blows me away. Will you share that one? Yeah, he has a song called Hands On, and I would describe it as essentially a letter to Christians. He said, I told the devil I'm going on a strike. I told the devil I've been working for you my whole life. There's nothing worse than a hypocrite. Change, he can't really be different. He didn't even ask for permission. I asked for advice, and they dissed me said, I'm going to do a gospel album. What have you been hearing from the Christians? They'll be the first one to judge me. It makes me feel like nobody loves me. I deserve all the criticism you've got. That's If that's all the love you have, then that's all you've got. To sing of change, you think I'm joking. To praise his name, you ask what I'm smoking. Yes, I understand your reluctancy, but I have a request, you see. Don't throw me up. Lay your hands on me. Please pray for me. Hold myself on death. Somebody pray for me. So I'm not a poet, but it sounds like he's saying, I know you're going to think I'm crazy and that this isn't true, but it really is. And I need your help. Truly. Okay. And it seems to me, based on your research, what we had someone even text and say, thank you for all the research you're doing on this, Hannah. And I don't think it was, it was a labor of love for you. It wasn't like, <laughs> oh, this is so hard. I have to do this. <laughs> but it seems to me that your assessment, and I trust you as a friend and a mm-hmm. follower of Jesus, is that his conversion seems genuine. hundred percent. We already, I'm already seeing people text in skepticism. And that's generally what happens. When you see someone with a life like Kanye's before, the dude 12 months ago was claiming he's Jesus. That's a very dramatic conversion. Yeah. yeah and very public. Saul Paul kind of conversion. Truly. It truly. In fact, Hannah said that same thing to me before the show started okay. today, Ron. Great minds think alike. It is the, mo- the modern-day Saul Paul. Like, literally would be making fun of anyone who would have professed the kind of faith that he's now living. It just blows my mind. And and see, this is what I want to do now with all this. Now, Hannah had to educate us because, again, I'm not Mr. Hip Hop, and maybe you aren't either. Uh, and, and those of you who are are, like, cheering for Hannah because you're like, yeah, you've uh, somebody actually understands this. It's not the <laughs> awkward Christians going, well, it's, there's this Kanye Woost. And he, <laughs> uh, no, okay, so what do we do with them? Christian family, what do we do with Kanye? And here's what I mean. Arm's length, embrace him, buy the album for our kids. What do we do as a church with Kanye West, who seems to have sincerely turned his life over to Jesus? He is calling us out in the album to pray for him. 
and not to be too skeptical of him, even though he knows we will be. Yeah, he said, I deserve all the criticism you've got. If that's all the love you have, that's all you got. To sing of change, you think I'm joking. To praise his name, you ask what I'm smoking. I understand your reluctancy, but I have a request, you see. Don't throw me up. Lay your hands on me. Please pray for me. And we have, historically speaking, Christians, we, for a lot of good reasons, hold people like this at an arm's length. And we maintain skepticism. And to be honest, I looked for some Christian sources to like, you know, reputable ones, Christian Post, Christianity Today. They're writing nothing right now on this album. So we want to be in the front lines talking with you about it. Yeah, Christians don't know what to do with it. And I think that's reflective when you, again, Brian, you look at large national Christian sources who have been pretty silent on it because it's like, it feels weird. It feels weird to talk about Kanye West when you're talking about faith. It does. And yet the New York Times has a long review out today. Right. So this is a major secular story. You're going to probably hear about it. So what do we do as believers, as a church, collectively, with Kanye West? Let's go to Sally in Cleveland. Good morning, Sally. You are on the air. I um, wanted to call in because my, my son said, Ma, I listened to the album. I was listening to it out of, you know, you know, just skepticism. And he said, Ma, it was so good. My daughter listened to it, and she said, Ma, I had to stop. She said it was just too much because it was so on point. I, I totally agree, you know, because of the, the his history, we are very skeptical, but I, I think we should just, just see what time does, see how things turn out. But what a powerful um, opportunity for the secular world to really embrace Christianity hmm. and just embrace God. So that, that's it. That was all my... That, that, that's fascinating because I bet there's other parents just like you saying, hey, my kids are listening to it. And there's a lot of parents going, oh no, my kids are listening to Kanye's new album. But it sounds to me like your kids were fully convinced of that it's solid. And, yes. And, and they're adults. They're in their 30s. So they're, you know, they're, they, they are not children. Nevertheless, they do have children. So if they're listening to it, then, of course, their kids will listen to it as well. So now Bob is going to listen to it. Oh, are you? Okay. So now should we, like, what do we do with Kanye, do you think, as a church? Do we, should we just embrace him, say welcome to the family? Do we hold him at arm's length, be patient? What do we do? We should do that with anyone because you, you don't know. You, you always want to believe that everyone, that people accept Christ when they do when they say that they accept Christ, but I believe that we just have to always be open, not be quick to pass judgment, not to judge people by their past, which we do all the time, no matter what our conversion, people will bring our past up in our face, but we just have to give him an opportunity to be him. If he is, if this is, you know, a legitimate conversion, time will tell. But in the meantime, I don't think that we should be, you know, be very judgmental of him. We should just give him the opportunity to just really to show who he is. And we should do what he asks, pray for him. Mm. We should pray for him. Yeah, when he's asking for it in a song, goodness sakes, I guess we should do that. We're now going to head to our number one fan in North Carolina and member of the family, Patrick from Asheville. Good morning. It was I haven't called in a while, but this is just so compelling because we need to, of course, I feel embrace. Um, I'm 52 years old, so I've 
you know, I've been around the rap music and this and that and whatever. And, um, but I've worked with juvenile delinquent teens that have made, you know, professions of faith that are, um, you know, they, they, they get excited and they fall out of grace and they fall out of everything. And, you know, it's just like, that's us. It's just like, you know, should we be skeptical of Brian's son that professes, you know, it's like, come on, did you just see what he did to his sister yesterday. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, let's just hold off before we make this public, you know, yeah. and we do need to embrace. That's my thoughts. And Sally did it is a great job of talking about it. Um, it's exciting. Yeah. It's, it's our world. It's our crazy pop culture, but that's the world we live in. It is, isn't it? And who would have thought we on Moody Radio would be hanging out with you talking about Kanye, but here we are, Patrick. Yes, it's insane. <laughs> it really so, is. I, I would say, yeah, let's embrace, and hopefully World Magazine or Christianity Today. World Magazine is, you know, they have a lot of folks that live and work right of Asheville, North Carolina. So hopefully they jump on it as well. I don't know if you know World Magazine. Yeah, oh, certainly. But, they, they, do, they do great work. In fact, I'm confident that today... All of those periodicals will, will get their editorial team together, and their question yeah. will be, what do we do with Kanye? <laughs> because, yeah, really. And, and, and we're asking that very same question now. We're trying to beat him to it. We're not trying to beat him to it. I'm just saying, like, it is the question to ask right. for people in Christian faith right now. Thanks so much, Patrick. Always yeah. love hearing All from right. you, brother. You bet. Take care, guys. You bet. All right. Now we'll jump to, uh, it looks like, Shalee in Cleveland. Good morning, Shalee. You are on the air. Good morning. Good morning. The only thing I wanted to say was that we just need to discern and pray for him. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't want to um, be a part of Christianity because, you know, let's be honest, um, we could be, we could tend to be judgmental, you know, but we forget that while we are judging, God is judging us as well. So we have to discern that uh, his conversion is sincere. Saul, you know, to Paul, ironically, um, my husband was discussing um, this last night with me about, you know, Saul to Paul's conversion of just, you know, paraphrasing, you know, and that, you know, he was pleading with, with, you know, with people and saying, you know, listen to me, you know, this is, this is for real. Yeah. Um, so the same thing with Kanye, we have all seen his struggle, you know, um, I'm 44. I grew up in the hip hop world and, you know, I have always had a love for God, but wanted to serve man and serve God at the same time. Um, keyword wanted to, but that's not how God had it for my life. So we have to just discern and, and we have to make sure that we just continue to pray for Kanye and let God tell the story. It's not up to us to decide what do we do with him per se, but pray for him and love on him. And God, God will protect us. He'll protect our hearts and likewise for him. Mm. And, and that way more people, you know, more souls can be saved and stay there, not go back out into the world. We know it'll happen. We know this journal, this journey is not easy. This walk is not easy. And we just have to be there for him. Yeah, Shelly, we got a few texts that have a similar uh, vibe to what you're saying. We even got one uh, that said, how we react to Kanye will be a mirror to the world about our own faith. And Amen. I mean, that's just such a picture, even of what you're saying of like, not only is this important, you know, just for Kanye and his life, but as the world is watching, it's like, yes. do you actually believe that your gospel is true? If when yes. you see someone go through this and you are skeptical, do you actually believe that the gospel is as powerful as the Bible says it is? You know, my, my husband is a pastor um, out in the Lorraine, Ohio, and he says that, you know, 
we have to not minister to one another, mean Christian to Christian, Christian to Christian. We have to minister to the one who has no clue about Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's who we need to minister because we're so comfortable where we are. We just want to talk to somebody who gets it like us instead of talking to the broken brother or sister that we see every day on our jobs, at the store, you know. And Kanye, you know, he's the one. I'm just using him as an example. When, when the non-believer gets it, it's something wrong when Christians in the house <laughs> don't get it. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Amen. What's the name of your church? Your, your, your husband's a pastor. I want Mount, to cheer for him. Mount Zion Baptist Church, Rayshawn, Washington. Awesome. Wonderful. How long uh, have you all been in the Moody Radio family, Shelley? Oh, gosh. My husband, um, he has been a Moody Radio fan for years. He has, we have the app that we downloaded. He told me to download that. <laughs> so now we listen to it. Oh yeah. He's for years. Wonderful. Praise God. T- tell him we're so grateful for his service for the kingdom. And, uh, and thanks for your comments today, Shelly. All right. You guys have an awesome day. God bless you. Nothing. Let's not be concerned with the opinions of men at all. Only the opinion of God. Let's not be concerned with the validation of men at all. Only of God. To hold each other accountable. We're chatting about uh, the biggest secular story in music. And it may be one of the bigger ones in a very long time. As Kanye West has a brand new album out, it's projected by Billboard to be number one album in the country, if not the world. And it's called Jesus is King. And as Hannah's been describing to us, yeah, we know he was a mess. Kanye West is the last guy we would have talked about on Christian radio other than saying, what does this center look like? Just look at this guy. Right. Uh, <laughs> and, and he seems to have had a genuine profession of faith in his lyrics, not only quoting scripture, but unquestionable words that indicate conversion. Now, many of us have been bringing up um, the conversion of Saul and people's reaction to Saul, who became Paul, of course. And uh, I want to quick share that because we want to know what do we do as a church with Kanye? Of course, uh, Saul was headed to Damascus to go mess with Christians again. He ends up getting knocked down. Ultimately, dramatic conversion from Jesus himself. And then the story shifts in Acts 9, um, beginning of verse 10. Says, now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision, calling, Ananias. I love when God does that. He's like, yeah, yeah God. <laughs> uh, he's, he's, he, the Lord says, go over to Straight Street, to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He's praying to me right now. I've shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming and laying hands on him so he can see again. And here's how Ananias responds. But Lord... I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem. And he's like authorized by leading priests to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. God called his name. Ananias, go help this guy named Saul. He's like, are you sure? (laughs) Have you heard (laughs) about the stuff this guy did? Have you done your research, God? (laughs) Have you heard about the terrible things this guy did? But the Lord said, go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings as well as to the people of Israel, and I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. What do we do with Kanye? Let's go now to Steve in Salem. 
Hey, Steve, you are on the air. What do we do with Kanye? The, the thing that keeps coming to my mind as I listen to this conversation this morning is, as the body of Christ, how can we not embrace somebody that's claiming to have turned their life over to Jesus? Mm-hmm. I know that, you know, a lot of people say, well, yeah, but down through history, this guy said he, he received Christ and he just went right back to what he was doing. It was a publicity stunt or whatever. Oh, yeah. But... You know, I think that once someone, I mean, he has absolutely zero to gain in this day and age by saying, I love Jesus. <laughs> That's <Absolutely>. true. <laughs> I mean, seriously, in the culture that, that we are in and the music style that he performs, there is nothing for him to gain by saying, you know, hey, I found Jesus. I love him. I'm going to sing about him on every single song on my album. But he did it. So I think I have to take the guy at face value and say something's changed in him. I'm going to pray for him like he's asking, and I'm going to treat him like a brother in Christ until he proves otherwise. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just think that as Christians, you know, just like you, you brought up the whole thing with Paul and Ananias, I mean, it's like I don't know how I would have reacted if God would have said, hey, Steve, you're going to go pray for this guy that kills Christians. And I'd be like, um... Yeah, you sure about that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can do that, God. Are you sure? But, I mean, I just look at it as there's no financial gain in this for him in saying, look, I found Jesus. He's for real, and I'm going to tell you about him. And I also feel that if he has dedicated every song, you know, uh, I can't remember who said it earlier, but it's not just a couple of lines of, hey, Jesus is cool. It's mm-hmm. it's powerful lyrics saying i found the difference maker in my life hmm. now steve, so, steve somebody might say though well but you just watch it's going to happen it happens to everybody he's going to fall big time after we embrace him and we're all going to look terrible i would say well then that's between him and god not me and him okay Ooh. yeah and you know we got a few texts that said something along that line brian that said um yes kanye is going to fall at some point and so am i that's the gospel yeah, huh? And and something that simple, I mean, it's it's a humble reminder. I think sometimes it's easier for us to sit in our chairs in our life and look at those, you know, on the front stage and up at culture and be like, oh, yeah, you know, look at all the mistakes he made or we should be skeptical. You know, this weekend, Brian, as I was reading through this album and just listening to it and reading the words and all these interviews he was doing, I thought to myself, if someone, if I made an album that reflected the state of my life right now, how many of the 11 songs would be about Jesus? Don't mm. ask me that. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm the answer is not something I'm proud because of. Because we can sit here with some skepticism, but like, I mean, I'll just speak for myself. My album and my words would not be as beautiful and Christ-centered as, as these are right now. I'd have like a song or two about Jesus. Yeah. I mean, and it just, it blows me away. And Brian, I was sharing with you, even outside of this album, he's doing these concerts. And instead of concerts, he's calling them Sunday service. Mm-hmm. And they lead worship songs and bring a pastor on stage. like, And people are showing up to it who want nothing to do with God. That. They just like Kanye as an artist. It blows me away. And so they're going to hear the gospel and they probably never would have any other way. Yeah. It's how his album's debuting at number one and people all over the world are listening to it who would never listen to Christian music. I I agreed with what Steve was saying. So often in the past, a, well, I'll just say a washed up secular artist 
comes across to the Christian realm and makes a pablum Christian album and everybody flocks to it because, wow, this person's cool. So I'll be cool if I have a Christian album by him. But Kanye, one, he's at, at the apex of his career or near the apex, not like at the end where people right. are like, Kanye who? What was yeah. that? <laughs> and secondly, his lyrics are stronger than probably 99% of the typical mainstream, you know, the artists that we're going to play or that other stations are playing. There's a lot of... Uh, love songs where you put God in there instead of baby and you know, that kind of stuff, not Kanye. He's, he's bringing it strong. And I think that's, that's a good indicator of that. He he's devout. He's true in this and it's not playing the gospel games. at work. Y'all it's I, amazing to be radically in service to Christ is the only culture that I want to know about. Our Father Christ Jesus, thank you so much for bringing me to the home where I was born, where my mother met my daddy. Thank you for saving me, for replenishing me, for delivering me. If I'm going to just be the guy that's making sure we're covering every angle of this, I'd, I'd say to you, we talked about Snoop Dogg not that long ago, and he did a big gospel album, and I'm not so certain that he's still like Mr. Gospel Guy. Yeah. You see? Like, right. You remember talking about this? I, I don't know his lyrics, if they were as strong as No, they as were not these. like this. Um, I just not. know Kirk Franklin hung out with him for a while while he made the album, so I was hoping for the best there. Right. But... um you also see change in his family. His wife was known for making everything about her so that she could become more famous. Well, for and, those who don't know, it's, it's uh, Kim Kardashian is his wife. Yeah. This was, is just really the, <laughs> the mix of all pop culture, honestly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. You're right, Ron. I mean, you, when you look at even his whole family, it's, it's been very different. Yeah, you do see a change. Let's go to, I think it's uh, Shivante in Akron. Shivante, you are live on the air. What should we do with Kanye? This affects so much of who we are as believers. Um, for me personally, um, I was really grieved by the comment. Um, my heart was really um, hurting for the comments that I've seen on social media from believers. Um, we are so quick to judge sometimes people by what we see. Um, and the word says, man judges the outward appearance, but God will set the heart. And for me, um, I remember a time where I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I wasn't raised to follow God, but I am living my life now where I, six years ago, I walked into a church going through depression, stress, not knowing my identity, had this crazy secret hanging over my head. And I walked in expecting people to judge me. I wasn't married at the time. I had my, my daughter, and I expected judgment. I literally walked in with that. And coming from the world, that was my perspective of the church. Now, 
six years later, I walked in and I never left. They loved on me. They didn't ask me, where'd you come from? What'd you do? Why are you in here? Like, none of that. And, and it changed my life. You know, I went from being uh, from a generation of single women that had, you know, children that are, you know, out of wedlock, all that stuff, whatever you want to call it, to being married and saving myself until I got married, being abstinent until I got married, having my children, my children are in Christian schools, you know, all of that. My life was changed because of love. And I believe we need to just love people where they are. We cannot play God. We cannot judge if Kanye is or isn't saved. One thing I will say, and I said this on my social media, I said, I heard scripture. I heard word. And if that is, it doesn't, that's not saying, yes, Kanye saved or he isn't. But what it is saying is there is a transformation that is happening in his heart, and there is fruit on the tree that is bearing. And we just talked about, I heard you guys talk about his family. There are some changes. We have to pull back and pray. Just what he said. He said, pray for me. I was so sad, you know. And then one other thing I wanted to say is Kanye has also, you know, everybody has the people that God has called us to, to minister to. And I believe that there is a group of people that God is trying to get their attention through Kanye West's music. And I believe that my husband, I was so excited just to hear, you know, sometimes men often, you know, they look at church, even in some perspective, men that may have not been raised in the church um, with skepticism as well. But I, to, to think my husband could possibly be changed through an artist that he listened to continually, you know, and now his life is being impacted by Jesus Christ, the very Jesus that I'm living my life out loud for and praying that God draws him even closer. I, I'm thanking God for that. Mm. And so I think we have to just stop judging the book by its cover, so to speak. Do what the Word says. We are to pray for Him. You know, I remember when he was going through that season where he completely lost his mind. Where was the church then? Were we praying? And I believe that somebody was, because look at him now. Yeah. So that's my comment. That's my comment. And uh, Shivante, I, I'm pretty sure that Hannah would be hugging you and weeping right now. Because, <laughs> because you're... I'm so you're, emotional about this conversation. Well, it's, it's really it, hitting me. It's a combination of your words and your passion are very similar to what I heard from Hannah over the last couple of days as we've talked about doing this on the radio today. So I'll say this, too, before I get off. Um, I remember just connecting with Hannah and some of the things she shared in the season of her life that she was in in regards to her son. Um, I was driving one day and I was crying. I'm like, oh, my gosh, she literally gets my life, you know. So I, I think there's people that have a heart. They Like, God just wants to get the glory out of our lives. And if he's using Kanye to do that, then thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for using Kanye to draw a, a group of people that may not ever have heard his name. So I, I thank God for you guys even covering this. Um, I had to dial in. I had to call in because this has been in my personal prayer time. I have literally been praying for him as if he was my brother, my husband. You know, I've seen my, my brother in Christ, my, actually my husband's brother, was on a heroin addiction, and and we loved him where he was. Do you know he is serving God right now in a sober living house? It is a year in November this year that he has been serving God. He's a leader, mm -hmm. not just serving, but in a leader position because we loved him where we was. We didn't throw him away. We didn't talk about him to our family. We didn't cast him to the side. We loved him, and I think love is what covers the multitude of sin. So wow. thank you, God, for covering this. It's a blessing. How long <laughs> you been in the family? Oh, man, I, I found you guys. I started, I got saved in 
uh, March of 2013. Um, I think that same year I started listening. I was just, I actually Googled Christian radio stations. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, wow. really, I wanted to really, you know, but sometimes when you give God a yes, your yes means a lot. My yes was a yes completely. So everything in my life changed, and I didn't I didn't want to be a part of any secular anything. So I literally Googled you guys. I found you in 2013, and I can't tell you how many times I've cried over the radio. It's taught me how to rear my children to follow the Lord because I am the only person in my family saved. And so it's really difficult. But I know that God has put avenues and, and people around me to um, help me stay as a believer. You know, I, I'm married. Um, God has touched my life. He's given me a ministry for young women, and I'm grateful for that. And so that's I am a Kanye. I was a Kanye at one point, and now I have walked into another place in my life, and now I'm watching God do something I was able to recognize, not because I'm God, but because I could feel what it was like to feel like people were judging you, and to go from that to now you're in the faith, and now people still questioning if you're still saved, you know, yeah. and, and now it, it, it's it's a it's a powerful thing to just show love. That's my my thing. Just show the love of God. Where can we go wrong loving somebody? If he goes back into the world, you can honestly say I loved him as he was. And if if that is uh, you know an issue, if he goes back to the world, then that's on him and God. Just like Steve said, him and God. We can't question that. We have to just love him where he is. Amen. When I found out about you and got closer to you, I got closer to my children. I got closer to my family. Because the devil had me chasing a gold statue. Had me chasing cars, had me chasing numbers. We didn't know what Billboard was when we was first making music back in Chicago. Back when I was 14 in my mama crib, we didn't know what the numbers was. Now I'd be all over the internet, like, oh, you only sold this much. The power of God cannot be calculated by a number, by a first week sale, by a, by a bank account, by how many cars you drive, by how big your house is, and how many acres you got. What do we as a church do with Kanye West now that his brand new album, Jesus is King, came out? And there's no question that that's what he's proclaiming in the entire album. Not just he likes Jesus, but Jesus is Lord of his life. What do we do with him? The story's everywhere. I mean, every news, every place, every magazine wants to be covering this just because when Kanye West comes out with music, the world listens. And for, for all we can tell, but Hannah's listened to it, the whole thing. She's read us lyrics from this thing. And I'm telling you, it's not just the, remember the old Doobie Brothers song, Ron? Jesus is just all right just with all me. Right, yeah. And you just kind of go, well, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like he's nice. No, this is, the album title says it all. Jesus is King. He proclaims Jesus is King, not just of all, but of his life and a savior of the world in very specific terms. And we're just asking you to be part of our editorial meeting, so to speak. Christianity Today, I'm sure we'll do this this morning, Christian Post, a lot of Christian periodicals. They'll say, hey guys, what do we do about Kanye? Let's bring in Hannah. Have her tell us what this thing's all about. <laughs> I'm available, y'all. Bring me in. <laughs> so we're asking you, what do we as a church do with Kanye West? Embrace him, arm's length, be cautious. I do want to throw this in there because we've been hearing it a lot because uh, someone wants to say it. Uh, 1 Corinthians 5, we can't forget that Paul specifies the role of judgment in and outside of the church. 
he says very succinctly and clearly in, in 1 Corinthians 5.12, it isn't my responsibility to judge outsiders, but it is, cer- it is certainly your responsibility to judge those inside the church who are sinning. So, like, we do have not just permission, but I think a command to judge Christians who are sinning. Okay. So I think that's where I understand people using the word discernment right. is to watch. But I think we need to also be clear on that passage where Paul is saying that we are to judge those inside the church who are sinning. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say judge those who have just converted and you're not so sure about it. <laughs> But man, that is a lot of times what we lean towards, Brian. And I'm so encouraged. I mean, the number of texts that are coming in from people saying, man, we need to celebrate this. I mean, we had one text that said, I think this is what Christians would have prayed for, one of the most influential people in culture to become a believer and not stop talking about it. I mean, if you think about it, you're right. This is what, as Christians, we would say, could you imagine— if one of the most influential people in pop culture was was a believer, wouldn't stop talking about it, yeah. put out music that's so good that everyone in the U.S. wants to listen to it, and it tells the story of the gospel, could you imagine how awesome that would be? And then it's here, and we're all kind of like, well, I don't know. Uh, well, but, but, that's so, oh. but that's so typical, though. When you look at the scriptures, this is what happens. People beg God for something in the Old Testament, and he gives it to them. They go, well, that's not quite what we meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it actually reminds me of all the times people have asked, and, and I've talked about it on the radio for the past few years, who's the next Billy Graham? People keep asking, who's the next Billy Graham? Who's the next Billy Graham? Wouldn't it be like God to choose Kanye West? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> No, I'm not That's saying amazing. he is. No, please don't write me an angry letter saying, no, Brian, how dare I you totally say that? I totally get it, right. though. But I it mean, would be if you, like him to do that. If you think about it, I mean, that's why I think this letter, we, we talked about one of the songs that Kanye has on this album is called Hands On, and essentially is saying, said I'm going to do a gospel album. What have you been hearing from the Christians? They'll be the first ones to judge me. Make it feels like nobody loves me. I deserve all the criticism you've got. To sing of change, you think I'm joking. To praise his name, you ask what I'm smoking. I understand your reluctancy, but I have a request. Don't throw me up. Lay your hands on me. Please pray for me. Somebody pray for me. I mean, that's what he's saying is like, help. Please pray for me. I love the Lord. I want this to be the biggest message that's coming out of my entire life, and it's not easy. Christians, will you pray for me? It's amazing. It's God inside of us. It's God inside of family. It's God inside of friendships that we hold each other accountable. If you see somebody slipping, you tell them. They be coming at me like, why are you so judgmental? It ain't for me to judge, but I'm going to say what I see. That's another thing the devil tried to do. Why why you keep on speaking up so much? I'm just pointing to the word. As Han, if you're if you're just tuning in, you've missed it. Hannah's been quoting lyrics and talking about these. This is one of the more specific theological conversion type things I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Even when you compare it to current worship artists traveling, right? Like mm-hmm. they're they're praising God, which is fantastic, but they aren't talking about salvation in this level of specificity as 
Mm-hmm. Can't believe I'm saying it as Kanye West. I mean, but it is wild, Brian, because this is why he has 21 Grammys. This is why Kanye's been called one of the most influential people who's alive because he's an artist. Like he, whether you've agreed with who he's been in the past and decisions he's made, his people have flocked to his music because he is an artist. The way that he can write words and music is is one of the best. And the fact that that is now being put in full, he said, my entire mission right now in life is to spread the gospel. I'm no longer a slave to the music industry. I am a son of God. I am free. And I want everyone to know the truth of the gospel. Are you kidding me? And I, I've seen some people asking about whether or not his conversion has translated to his wife, Kim Kardashian. Is there any evidence of that or do we not know? Um, she hasn't spoke publicly really on what this has done for her. I'm kind of interested to see what that looks like over the pa- over the next couple months. She has taken on a lot of changes where instead of it being all about her in a lot of ways, she now is leading some major issues around prison reform and has been— her and Kanye have been just giving, giving, giving of their money and time. But it's actually interesting because an article came out last month that talked about she was going to the Met Gala, which is one of the largest events in the in the year around fashion. And Kanye on video on their TV show had said something along the line of, I think you're dressing too sexy for this. I'm not really comfortable with it. And she really pushed back on that and essentially said, I'm not in the same place that you are and you can't say that. So even on this TV show, her TV show, you are seeing this conflict of him starting to change the way that he views things. I mean, he's been really open even since coming to faith of being honest about his porn addiction uh, and a lot of the healing that God's brought to him around the area of sexuality. And if you know any history of, again, of Kanye and who his wife Kim Kardashian is, that is a profound thing for him to be able to stand and say, I used to look for models and women around me all the time for their sexuality. And now because of God, I understand that I just looked to my wife. I mean, that's, it's wild. Well, and then mm-hmm. that, that actually reminds me of something you haven't shared yet. You told me about when he was recording the album, Jesus is King. He made all the people involved sign a, a contract about what now? Essentially, kind of like you would see in a Christian college or different Christian businesses, almost like a lifestyle agreement of like in order to reflect Christ and his character, these are the things that we publicly want to say that we are above above reproach. I think Moody has something like this. Yes, mm-hmm. He, with people working on the um, Jesus is King album, actually had people with around the topic of sexuality say that they wouldn't engage in in sex outside of marriage or in pornography as they were working on the album because he said the power of praying and fasting together with people who were working on this album, I wanted sin to be as far away as possible. And so he specifically said, if you're going to work on this album with me, you've got to be fasting from sex with anyone other than your wife. And and what? What was the other one? Uh, porn. Yeah. Goodness. Which, I mean, this is a completely secular label he's working with in Hollywood with some of the biggest music producers. So this isn't like a normal practice, you know, <laughs> um, in Hollywood. Yeah. No. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm just celebrating it because man, the power of the gospel and Jesus just jazzes me up. It is amazing. Let's go to Corey in new Philadelphia. Corey, good morning. You're on the air. What should we do as a church with Kanye West? Um, I think we need to embrace it. Um, I agree with 
with everyone who has already called in. I think it would be a mistake if we didn't embrace it. I think uh, we are on the brink of a modern-day Great Awakening, and something like this just proves that God is about to do something miraculous. Yeah. You know, so many, how many people have prayed for revival? In fact, Moody Radio for years had that one cry thing we would do on a regular basis, mm-hmm. praying for revival. But I don't think any of us could have written a story. that. And I'm not saying it's happened yet. We don't know whether it will, but I think we're all hopeful that it would. But this would be like the ideal situation. Yeah. To, to take people who would never show up at our churches, even if we tried to drag them in, they'd go to a Kanye West concert and then they'd hear the gospel. I mean, mm-hmm. this has more revival potential than I think anything else we're doing. Mm. I don't know if you'd go that far, Amen. Corey, that's, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree 100%. I, I, I just think it would be a mistake if we didn't embrace this and, uh, you know, and, and fight for him, you know, in prayer and, and lift him up because, like you guys have already said, this is someone who has a voice in our society and we need more people saying Jesus is king. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, bro. No, isn't that the truth? We do need that. Yeah. Especially coming from someone with that kind of platform. Mm-hmm. We're saying it over here, and but we talk to the choir a lot. But yeah. having somebody who doesn't ever talk to the choir saying Jesus is king, that's a big deal. Yeah. Really appreciate the call. Let's go to Tyrone in Youngstown. Tyrone, thanks for calling Moody Radio Cleveland. You're on the air. What do you think about Kanye and what we should do with him as a church? Oh, man, I'm glad I got through. First time caller. Hey, I got like four minutes to get to work. I'm tripping right now. But what I want to say to you guys, I am a musician. I have played with Funkadelic, Ooh. all different types of group. Okay. Yeah. Grew up in church, produced music, not on the level of Kanye. Cause I was, I'm the working musician. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've sung quartet. I've traveled country. Okay, been judged all my life because of uh, my music and what I do. At this present time, I go to church. I'm a Sunday school teacher. Love Christ. Christ is in my heart. My biggest ministry, I call it a ministry because it tripped me out because I don't know why it happened, but when God revealed it to me, I understood. My ministry is not in the church. My ministry is when I play. I play with a band now called GOC in the Storm, and we play in secular places. I have people come to me constantly after I might blaze a solo, guitar solo, right? And these kids, they'll come to me and crowd around me and they'll ask me, how long you be playing? How you, how did you get that? And there's my opportunity. I give it to them who gave me the gift that I have. And there's many people that I've witnessed to way more than I would have ever did in the church. And it was the church people. This is crazy. But I thank God for revealing to me because it was the church people who shunned me. Okay. At first I wanted to say, wow, you know, let me turn from, from these type of people. But no, God said, showed me that this is where I got you at. And this is where your opportunity to give somebody else what I gave you. And it's not in the church always. It's out there. Out there is where the work is. Not always in the church, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, as for me, this is me personally, and I still to this day do do it. When I get before I do a concert or I even do anything, I give all glory to God before I touch one string. Then I do what I do, and every time after I get done, there's people that come to me with that. 
and that's my opportunity. As far as Kanye, see, I, I think a lot of people judge too harshly because God works in mysterious ways. His methods ain't like our methods. That's right. So why wouldn't God use, I, was th- I used to think about Jesus, and, and I think God helped me understand something. Jesus wasn't always in the synagogues. He was out there where the real people were. Them was the ones that he was talking to. And I often thought about that. I said, why are you, you know, I am a church. Why do they judge me so harsh, harshly? Maybe my work wasn't in the church always. My work is out there when I play with the band. The band provides for me money to help take care of my family as well as my job. But, you know, these church people would judge you. Oh, you're, you're, you know, but they, you don't know me. You don't know how God deal, deals with me. So I just want to share that real quick. No, Let I'm so glad you did. What, what's the name of the band again, Tyrone? GOC and the Storm. GOC and the Storm? Yeah, you can find it on on um, dot com. You can find the whole story of this band. If your bass player gets sick or something, Brian, <laughs> yeah. I need a bass player. There we go. <laughs> I, I would love to come see you play, man. And I, I love your story. I love that guy. Yeah, thanks using for calling in, friend. In your uh, in your ministry, how long you been in Moody Radio? Uh, a family member here at Moody Radio. I just, you know what? I flip through the radio. I find. I look for Christian channels. I've heard you guys about two times. This morning, for some reason, I hit I hit the button and got you, and I listened to you. I'm like, oh God, that's a good that story is a story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, you come back again, Tyrone. Okay. Hey man, I thank you for what y'all do. It's such a blessing. Thanks, friend. Likewise, man. Man, I love Tyrone saying that's the story of my life because I think it's easy, Brian, for us to hear this story and to to be like, oh man, you know, is this is this legit? Like, how did this happen? But I love how Tyrone says, no, that was me. <laughs> I think the the real challenge and beauty is we read the words and listen to the music of Kanye as we hear these stories. Are we standing as like the Pharisee that's like, oh, look at that. Look at that change. Is that real? Or are we the one on our knees saying, God, that was me. I was Kanye. Like my sin, the things that I do, the decisions I've made on my own are the same as the things we've watched Kanye make. And this radical change because of the gospel is the same change that God has made in our lives. And that's why I celebrate this because it is a reflection. It is a story that we have all walked in. This is what Jesus does. This is what the gospel does. He makes old things new. There was an interviewer asking Kanye, will you ever play your old music? Will you ever perform any of your old songs? When Kanye was answering that, he said, if you walk into an Apple store, do you see an iPod 3 for sale? (laughs) No. You see the new. You see the new technology. He said, God can use anything and use it for good. And he said, my old music exists. It's there. But that's not who I am anymore. Whoa. I am made new. Jesus, flow through us. Jesus, heal the bruises. Jesus, clean the music. Jesus, please use us. Jesus, please help. Jesus, please heal. Jesus, please forgive. Jesus, please reveal. Jesus, give us strength. Jesus, make us well. Jesus, help us live. Jesus, give us wealth. Jesus is our safe. Jesus is our rock. Jesus, give us grace. Jesus, keep us safe. I can't thank you enough for sharing all this today and doing all that research. We all know if I would have had to talk about this alone, it would have been It's so good teamwork, awkward. brother. I'm so glad that we got to talk about it. You know, here at Moody Radio Cleveland, we really love this dance of getting to talk about these deep things, getting to talk about 
the things we struggle with in the faith or in the church and theological things, but then also talk about the news and pop culture and what's going on in the world. And I think this conversation is just such a sweet marriage of the two of saying this is something huge that's happening in pop culture and this is a win for those of us who are Jesus lovers and believers. And it was so fun to be able to talk through it, Brian. This is one of the bigger pop culture news stories in a long time. And it's good for the kingdom, I think. It's great for the kingdom. Mark 1, 15. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. The first thing Jesus said, repent. Hey, hold up. Where are you going? You know you liked your time with us. You want more. So look down, hit that button right there, subscribe, and you'll get updated episodes and then you can hang some more. And guess what? You can help us. How? A five-star rating. You can also hang with us live weekday 6 to 9 a.m. Interact with us, talk with us, download the Moody Radio app. Or at brianandjanelle.org. And we don't put all this together all by ourselves. There's some great people behind all this production. We want to thank Ron Eastwood, Kelly Ryder, Paul Carter, Doug Hayner, and our awesome and fearless leader, Josue Villa. And finally, this podcast is a production of Moody Radio in Cleveland, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. Well, Brian, that's a wrap. Yep.